Welcome to Talking NASCAR with Burning Big Tape, America's favorite NASCAR podcast by NASCAR fans or NASCAR fans. Enjoy the show. Welcome, race fans, to Talking NASCAR with Burning Big Tay. I'm the host, Burn, joined always by my esteemed counterpart and co-host, Big Tay. Big Tay, say hello to the people. What's up, people? It's your boy, Big Tay. We have an excellent episode in store for everyone today, so what do you say? We get right into it, uh, but first, Big Tay, why don't you go ahead and let everyone know how to get a hold of us? Yeah, well, that is easy for everyone else to do. We are on Facebook, at NASCAR Talkin', also on Twitter, same handle, at NASCAR Talkin', and you can check out our Instagram page also, at Talkin' NASCAR. That's right. Well, Big Tay... What do you say we drop that green flag? Heck yeah. Three, two, one. Green flag, green flag. Go, go, go. First things first, Big Tay. How are you doing? Doing well? I am doing fantastic. You know, we had the Olympics finish up. We had NASCAR coming back on TV. We're getting geared up here for the playoffs. So, yeah, I'd say things are doing pretty good. How about yourself, Burn? Oh, I'm hanging in there. Exactly the same. Glad to be able to watch Watkins Glen and Indy and ready to just follow this up right into the playoffs. It's Things are getting tight there at the bottom, so I'm ready to go. Uh, so speaking that of which, is. what do you say we get into that race review? Let's do it. Let's get into that race review. All right, Big Tay, let's get right into the Watkins Glen race. All right, so this being our first race after the Olympic break, uh, it was uh, good to see, is uh, good to have racing back, as I mentioned. But uh, our stage winners from Watkins Glen were Joey Logano in stage one, and Martin Truex Jr. followed that up with a win in stage two. Both of those uh, sort of setting up the eventual race winner and surprise, surprise, Kyle Larson taking home the victory at uh, Watkins Glen. But uh, it's Kyle Larson's world, and we're just living in it. <laughs> exactly, that's pretty much it. How <laughs> how this season's shaping up. But uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and run down the top ten from uh, Watkins Glen. So as I mentioned, Kyle Larson was the winner, and Chase Elliott. The de facto, quote unquote, road course king of the of the year was a second place finish. Another strong uh, road course showing by him. Martin Truex Jr. was third place. Kyle Busch fourth. Denny Hamlin fifth. William Byron in sixth. Christopher Bell in seventh. Kevin Harvick in eighth. Chase Briscoe in ninth, and Tyler Reddick with a. Really good and much-needed run, uh, finishing 10th on, on the afternoon at Watkins Glen. What were your initial reactions to the Watkins Glen race there, Big Tay? Well, first off, right off the bat, I got to mention the the uh, the radio-style broadcast that uh, NBC brought to Watkins Glen. And uh, I, I got to say, I'm a big fan of this uh, little format or wrinkle of, of the, uh, you know, NBC's uh, showing of the race. It was. Uh, I've always been a fan of the MRN radio broadcast, and they brought in uh, Mike Bagley, one of the longtime broadcasters from the radio uh, radio portion uh, of NASCAR. Uh, and 
if you aren't familiar with it, so it's it's interesting how they do it. So they split up all the announcers into different parts of the track. So in one corner of the track, they had Mike Bagley, and then he would transition as the cars uh, would go further down the track. You know, say, uh, you know, turns four, five, six, or whatever, they turn it over to Dale Jr. and so on and so forth to uh, uh, Jeff Burton and you know the uh, the rest of the broadcast crew. So. Uh, I gotta say, just uh, you know, like kudos to to the uh, broadcast team and, and having that format. It, it was it was really refreshing to have them uh, present the races that way. Uh, so I, I like I said, I was a big fan of the radio broadcasts, and uh, they did a really good job in in uh, showing the race in that uh, in that little new different way. What do you think about that, Burn? I loved it. I thought it was uh, actually a great little twist that they brought in it actually enhanced the race yeah no it it had a different uh dynamic about it you know what i mean uh i, I felt like there was more emphasis uh, on on the on-track action with those guys calling calling the uh calling the shots as the track as the cars pretty much pass in front of them so yeah definitely it definitely was was pretty neat and like we both said i think we enjoyed it I would like to see that style of broadcast continue for the road courses. I think that's where it is really effective. Um, yeah, it definitely fits there, we'll, for sure. I mean, we'll see if they're able to somehow incorporate it in the upcoming two races. I doubt they do. I think it's more of a, a road course thing, which is fine. I think that's totally fine. It belongs at something like a road course, but... Uh, Moving yeah. ahead, Big Tay, why don't you tell me about what happened to Kyle Larson and Christopher Bell? <laughs> well, yeah, that was a rather interesting part of the race. Uh, in the later stages, as the uh, both drivers were contending for a win, uh, going down and in, down into Turn One of Watkins Glen, there was a there was a little bit of contact made between Kyle Larson and Christopher Bell up uh, at the front of the field, and end result was uh, Kyle Larson going on and Christopher Bell being spun out. So, understandably, uh, Christopher Bell being uh, it was understandable that Christopher Bell was uh, a little upset with uh, Mr. Kyle Larson post race. So, uh, and uh, looking at the replays, it definitely definitely looked like Larson got in there a little too hot and uh it's it's uh it's easy for uh Kyle Larson to you know kind of walk and walk away and say oops you know especially after he uh <laughs> ends up with a victory on the on the day but uh you just got a feel for for Christopher Bell and he's uh you know his team and he's he's really come come on strong these past couple weeks uh you know after a, a little bit of a slump there uh in the middle of the season but uh yeah it's definitely he had to feel for Christopher Bell on that on that one it's one of those things where Kyle Larson is we know how skilled of a driver he is and everything and but he also has one thing on his mind and that's winning and that's yep he, exactly so i i get what Christopher Bell is angry about but I also see where Kyle Larson's like, I just want to win every single race. So, and he's done that more often than not this year. <laughs> yeah, and we'll uh, we'll have to see how this plays out for the rest of the season. Uh, not only is uh, 
uh, you know, the playoffs are looming, but, uh, you know, with the remaining races in the regular season. So, uh, we'll, you know, we'll see if this might come back to, uh, uh, to be revisited or, uh, you know, so to speak between these two drivers. But I, I definitely don't think this will be the last time you're going to hear these two or, or anybody really dusting it up with the Kyle Larson here coming up. So more to come, more to, more to look out for. Yeah, he hasn't made many friends along the way this season. Nope. Last year's champion, Chase Elliott, has not made things very easy for himself here lately. They picked up another penalty and had to start from the rear at Watkins Glen. Well, luckily, he was able to rally to a second-place finish, but I don't know what's going on with the team, but they, uh, they, they've been... Uh, incurring some unnecessary penalties mm-hmm. it seems here lately yeah that's true uh maybe you can chalk that up to the uh you know to their concentrated efforts and trying to win every every week you know and trying to quote unquote skirt the uh the regulations of uh of nascar but uh it just so happened that they were caught this weekend if you will and uh you know definitely dug themselves a hole uh, prior to the race and I think the uh, what hurt them most was having uh well basically having their the crew chief uh, Alan Gustafson uh uh be kicked out <laughs> of the race uh that day once with that penalty so definitely hurt them but uh on the other hand it, it shows you the strength that of that team t- for them to rally from that uh difficulty to a second place finish on the day so you can only imagine if uh, if they were at full strength right off the bat, how how different the the outcome might have been. Absolutely, it uh, it's one of those things where you, you definitely can see the skill of that team, minus you know their their leader and the crew chief, and he's still able to to come back and finish second. I mean, it is a road course, so there's you know that's Chase's things. So, but. Yeah. Uh, Definitely not helping himself. They're not helping themselves out. I mean, imagine if he didn't incur that penalty where could he have beaten Kyle Larson? Who knows? Yeah, yeah, definitely could have been different. But we move on. (laughs) That we do. Why don't we get into the next race that we're going to review, and that's the Indianapolis Road Course. Big Tay, why don't you tell me who won the first and second stage, followed by the top ten. All right, well, your results here from the Indianapolis Road Course race. For your stage winners, both the first and second stages were swept by Tyler Reddick. Another huge run for that team as they are fighting for that final, one of the final uh, playoff spots. So, as I mentioned, Tyler Reddick sweeping both the stages. And your race winner was a big surprise in A.J. Allmendinger. Or the Dinger, as he is uh, more affectionately called by race fans. So uh, let's get into our top 10 results from the Indy Road Course. So, as I mentioned, AJ Allmendinger was your race winner. Ryan Blaney finished in second place. Kyle Larson, another strong showing here in third third place. Chase Elliott in fourth. Matt DiBenedetto in fifth. Kurt Busch in sixth. Eric Jones in seventh. Justin Haley in 8th, Austin Sindrick in ninth, and Ryan Newman rounds out your top 10 from Indy. Yeah, there definitely was some shocker, uh, shock factor there with A.J. Elmendinger winning that race. Uh, but 
the funniest interview post race that I saw was that of Ryan Blaney. He just had the look of like he just stole something. He just was like, <laughs> "Yeah, uh, I don't know how we finished second kind of thing." And we'll get into how he finished second because there definitely <laughs> yeah. was some craziness there at the end stage, end of the race. It lasted about eight to ten laps. It got it got silly, Big Tay. Yeah. No, I, I got to agree with you with the Ryan Blaney's post-race interview <laughs> as, as being pretty classic. You know, the, I think the question was, how'd you do it? And his response it's a good question. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, another good showing by him. And as Byrne mentioned, it was a crazy end to the race. This being the first running of the Indy Road Course for the Cup Series, what are your initial reactions after the race there, Big Tay? Well, first off, I, I think this whole weekend really was a huge success uh, in the sense that this being a uh, triple header, so to speak, uh you had the Indy cars and Xfinity races on Saturday, and then you had the Cup races following that up on Sunday. And I gotta say that it it just worked uh, uh, having all of those series at the same track. And at Indy Indianapolis of all places, it was it was fitting that it, it would work here. Uh, I don't think that it would be as successful any other place, but uh, it was. It was really good to see uh, all the different disciplines of racing you know, at one track over the weekend. So, Big Tay, why don't you tell me a little bit, before we get too in-depth, about a little bit about the actual course itself, and uh, then we'll get into how the course became the story at the end of the race. All right, well, uh, after the IndyCar race, uh, the, that was followed up uh, with the Xfinity race, as I mentioned right after that, and... It was uh, really noticeable that uh, they had some curbs or turtles, if you will, uh, uh, set up in some areas of the of the track. Uh, that uh, you know, I, I well, yeah, we didn't really notice uh, in years past, but uh, obviously we're put in place to try to keep the the cars from going too far off track and keep them on the intended path of the track, if you will. So. There was a lot of that, and it certainly became a factor in the Xfinity race, where some cars were getting launched and <laughs> airborne, basically uh, going running over these curbs. But uh, most notably, there was the there was a there was a set of a curb that was uh, removed following the Xfinity race on Saturday, uh, in in lieu of the uh, damage and havoc, if you will, that was uh, that was caused by that in the xfinity race and uh throughout the afternoon you know it seemed to be uh seemed to be fine you know there wasn't really much uh, to say about uh uh those curbs that were removed but until uh, basically the uh the last uh you know little bit of the race there where one of the curbs uh in the turn five turn six area uh really became a unfortunate uh storyline part of the race uh and influencing factor of the race too where uh so these uh these curbs are actually made out of metal is what they were saying on the uh on the broadcast and yeah those uh i guess the the wear and tear and the abuse that the 
curb uh, has uh, you know endured over the weekend, uh, you know, from these thirty four hundred pound stock cars, uh, kind of came to a head and uh, started peeling back from the curbs and uh, started damaging cars as they were going over it and caused a couple major wrecks there towards the end. Yeah, I mean, it was a storyline earlier in the race. I mean, they removed a whole splitter from underneath the car at one point earlier in the race. But then, as you said, later in the race with the wear and tear, uh, it eventually just failed. And I believe it was the first restart, or it was closing laps. Martin Truex Jr. is going through. He bottoms out, just completely wrecks his car, uh, causing the first caution. Yeah, and that was only the beginning. Or that was actually, only the beginning. It, it didn't. Ca- <laughs> yeah, it didn't. It it didn't cause a caution. Martin Truex right. Jr. didn't cause next, a caution. It was the next caution. lap after. They kept it green, but you could you could tell from the video replay that that's where the failure of of that curb actually happened was with Martin Truex Jr.'s car because the leaders come around, they go over that curb, and chaos <laughs> ensues. It was destruction. Joey Logano went hard into the barrier. Essentially, it wiped out at least three, or yeah, three to four, probably yeah. about three quarters of the yeah. top ten. It just, yeah, it became it, it became the storyline, and I know that that's not what they wanted as their first race at the road course was for the actual course to become a storyline. So much so that the president of the race course was down sweeping up debris. They ended up having to remove that. Good for uh, him, by the way. It's, it's that, good to see, you know, the, the track leadership, you know, getting getting down and dirty, trying to trying to make things right, you know. Yeah, and so they ended up removing that whole curb, which was an interesting <laughs> idea. It really was because what it did is they removed that one, but they left another curb in there. And what that curb, if I can try to explain it to people all in Radio Land, is as you're coming into the curve, there's a, a set of curve along the boundaries of a curve, and then there's another curb that runs in between the infield and the the curve, and that one is so people don't cut the curve short. Yeah, it's, it's basically a, a line. Being... I'll, I'll try to help you out describing it a little bit. So there's a you got you got the uh, you got the arc of a curve, and then you've got a another line of the curb, another line of curb curbing. Uh, extending from basically the uh, center point of the turn towards the uh, arc of the turn. So uh, think of think of it as like a, a, a air, uh, hands on a on a on a watch. So it'd be one of the uh, one of those hands kind of pointing towards the uh, outside perimeter of a circle. That's that's kind of how that curb was set up in that turn. So they leave that part in. Yeah. Which was a very interesting idea, as I was getting it. I mean, I, yeah, I get, I get the idea. Yeah, but I, I get the idea. But uh, it, it, next, uh, once and the the race was red flagged with four laps to go. They go green, and what happens? More, More chaos. chaos because <laughs> they get into. I'm I'm just having turn five. Michael McDowell gets into that. Uh, he's following Michael McDowell at this point is, I think, running seventh. He's yeah, top, top ten. ten. He's yeah, towards, the, top towards 10. the bottom of the top ten. You know, seventh, eighth, ninth, right around there. 
and he's just following yeah. a line of cars, and he goes a little, little bit too far right. He goes airborne. Clips the curb. He clips the curb. Yeah, gets airborne. And while this, while it was happening, I think Bubba Wallace was, he was uh, approaching the, approaching that turn, and uh, really didn't have anywhere else to go. He was racing hard and had to cut that curb. You know circumvent that turn and uh, go around the curbs and <laughs> all the all while this is going on in the back it, i'm saying this is crazy but in the back of my mind i've also got you know the the circus theme song going on in my head you know that <laughs> it was crazy it was it was it was crazy especially because of the fact that it was that particular curve and that particular curb right there again being the center of attention and so they end up having to red flag the race again and uh that got us into a green white checker and uh eventually eventually aj allmendinger brings home the checkered flag but there was some controversy because de- there's there's more yes, to it because yeah. <laughs> one of my picks again is leading coming down the final stretch of of the race not leading denny hamlin's out front he gets through the first curve on the restart and that is uh, that turned out to be the most entertaining part of the restarts was that first curve because i big tay they were three wide into this tight curve that's where all the the shuffling of cars and everything was going on it was that's where that's where you win races is right there right through there and uh, so Denny Hamlin makes it through that first curve. He's leading. But Chase Briscoe comes in, and through the traffic of getting rear-ended and stuff, uh, Denny Hamlin causes him to go a little wide into the curve, and he ends up through the infield. Well, he yeah. cuts the – yeah, he cuts – yeah, cuts – ends up cut, having to cut the turn. And, Which is a know, penalty. Goes through the grass. Uh, he has to serve a penalty because of that. Well, he doesn't. He comes right onto the course – and he gets right on Denny Hamlin's behind and spins him out. Because I think Chase Briscoe <laughs> knew that I had picked Denny Hamlin to win a race. And Chase Briscoe is now on my shit list. <laughs> but Yeah, watching that I, I I can only imagine how how pissed off and livid you were, Burn. You were sitting pretty heaven. Picking Denny Hamlin after all this time, and he was, you know, setting up to he win was. There. Uh, he was. I mean, it, and... it was him and Chase Briscoe who had <laughs> to serve a penalty, so he was a non-factor at that point, and he probably had a, a 15-car lead at that point. I was like, sweet, Denny Hamlin's going to bring it home. And then Chase yeah. Briscoe spun him because Chase Briscoe is, well, this is a, a PG podcast. <laughs> well, I, I won't, uh, you know, I don't usually come to many drivers' defenses, but, I mean, if you look at it from Chase, if I'm in Chase Briscoe's shoes, you know, I'm a rookie, I'm really in contention for a win, and, you know, it's coming down to it. And, you know, you just want to, you just want to get to that checkered flag as soon as, as soon as you can, and... Ah, uh, I mean, I, it's it's unfortunate. I don't think, I don't think he's uh, Chase Briscoe's a dirty driver. I think it was just uh, he kind of got caught up in the moment. I'll say, and you know, it's coming down to the race. He's in contention for his first first career cup win, and the unfortunate thing is that Denny Hamlin just was on the other end of it, and <laughs> it stinks. But uh, yeah, that's. Uh, 
I mean, there was there was a there was a you know a, I don't want to say confrontation, but uh, Denny Hamlin met up with uh, Chase Briscoe after after the race was over, trying to get an explanation. And uh, yeah, I mean, I had a hard I kind of had a hard time you know buying it. And uh, like Burn mentioned, there was a penalty, uh, and I like I said, I I just don't think that, uh, Briscoe was, uh, really, uh, you know, he's still a rookie. So I don't think he was kind of, you know, fully aware and just kind of got caught up in the moment. Maybe if he was fully aware that he did have a penalty, you know, things would have been different, but, uh, the, the fact of the matter is that it really wasn't. And, uh, (laughs) it just so happens that, uh, Bernie's pick there, Denny Hamlin, Happened to be on the wrong end of the stick. Denny Hamlin took the high road here. He was a lot better person than I would have been when he confronted Chase Briscoe. He got his explanation and accepted the apology right away. He was interviewed. I was excited for the interview. And basically, he came out and I was I was fully expecting there to be pushing and shoving, you know. He he came out and said Chase Briscoe's not a dirty driver. He's been driving him with him all year. Blah, 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 he respects him, and I'm pretty sure Denny Hamlin is owned by Disney, (laughs) (laughs) because that's how everything Uh, PG it was. If it was Kyle Busch, I mean, who knows what happens there, you know? Different story, totally different story, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, if if Hamlin was going to be throwing hands at the end of that race, I would have been in full support of that. So there's a little bit of controversy I want to get into here. And that controversy is, is that in Chase Briscoe's explanation that he was unaware that he had to serve a penalty until turn 10 or 11, there was a radio communication that let him know that he had a penalty prior to spinning out Denny Hamlin. So who knows if it's true? I'm just saying I've saw several mm-hmm. several posts in NASCAR Twitterverse stating that uh, that he was not being truthful in in that. So that's another reason why Chase Briscoe is on my shit list. So there's that. <laughs> well, before before we start closing the book here on Indy, uh, I I gotta throw a caution out here, Uh-oh. and I'm I'm gonna throw this. Yeah, I'm. I'm doesn't very happen very often, but I'm I'm gonna throw a caution out there, and my caution flag is gonna be on the NBC team. Caution, caution, yellow's out, yellow's out. Up until this point in the weekend, everything was going great, but the fact that they cut away from this race, switched it to the, uh, took it off of the you know the big network of NBC and switched it to the NBC Sportsnet in favor of the. Was it the U.S. Amateur Golf? Yeah, it was like U.S. Amateur like Golf. Yeah, something. I, I, I did that. Just kind of left a sour taste in my mouth. And in this uh, day and age, when you know they're trying to keep uh, fresh eyes and bring new new perspective into the sport, this uh, I think this kind of certainly set that back. But and, and poor decision, I think, on NBC's part. So. I appreciate Food you bringing NBC that up, Big Tay. I really do. I appreciate you bringing that up because that is 100% correct. You cannot, absolutely cannot cut away from that race where it was at that point. I mean, we're talking, it's coming down to yeah. green, white, checker flag. It's the end of the race, and they cut away and send it to NBC Sportsnet. Just start the golf over there. I mean, that seems a little bit more logical. Yeah, right? You would think that'd make a little bit more sense, but... 
I don't get it. Uh, that's not why. I mean, that's why I'm not in TV, I guess. But it was yet kind of stupid. Why you're not in I TV think. yet? <laughs> yet, yet, yet. There's still that booth uh, position in the booth at Fox that needs to be filled. Big day. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Never say never. Always possible. That's right. Well, let's get back to green. I want to close on uh, the Indy Road Course and say that they definitely need to tweak a couple of things about the Indy Road Course. I think the the whole turn five, turn six fiasco, it definitely took away from the race a little bit because at that point it wasn't about the skill of the driver. It was more about the luck. I mean, part of NASCAR is luck. But it shouldn't. The course shouldn't be, become a storyline like it did. Right. Yeah. But overall, I I hope that they make this a regular thing uh, as far as the road course goes. It brought new life to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway for stock cars. Yeah. I hope they do it again next year. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I do too. And I I'm almost a hundred percent certain that they're gonna figure something out with the uh, the curb situation. That's just oh, they most definitely you know, will. It's unfortunate how it played out, but uh, grand scheme of things, uh, you know, that's that's kind of a that should be an easy fix going forward in my mind. Any other uh, closing words on Indianapolis from you there, Big Tay? No, I I don't think so. I think we uh, you know we we kind of hit on the. Uh, Really, the points that stuck out, um, you know, it was it was a enjoyable race to watch. So uh, I, I think it was a good move, and uh, like you said, I, I'm I'm looking forward to them uh, kind of doing this again next year, doing it again. So with that, uh, I think we can move on. All right. Well, let's move ahead into see what's going on in the NASCAR news Twitterverse with our NASCAR news segment. Hey, Big Tay, hit us with that NASCAR news. All right, so in some of the latest NASCAR news, uh, we, we all know about the success that Kyle Larson has had in the Cup Series, but uh, he also made some headlines uh, in the, uh, in the sprint, sprint car world uh, by winning at the Knoxville Nationals on uh, Saturday night. And... Uh, this was all over the uh, social medias and Twitter, Twitterverse that uh, he uh, he won. And that, and for those not familiar, the Knoxville Nationals are a, you know, the probably the most famous sprint car race uh, in the country, uh, taking place in Knoxville, Iowa. And uh, in, uh, I guess at this point, typical Kyle Larson fashion, Kyle Larson shows up and wins the wins the dang thing. So. Uh, that kind of puts him uh, in some pretty uh, interesting company. You don't see very many drivers on the national stage competing in you know very many other disciplines of racing, but uh, uh, this puts him uh, as a winner in three different disciplines over this past week as he uh, also uh, did some other uh, dirt track racing, I guess, earlier in the week. So, uh, yeah, I guess it's just uh, that, was, that was big news to, to see that uh, he was – so busy over this uh, the weekend and the week. Yeah, he was a very busy racer. He he won there in Knoxville, borrowed Denny Hamlin's plane, and he got back into Indy at I think they said like one thirty in the morning, and then got up a couple hours later for the Indianapolis Road Course race. That's crazy. That's nuts. That's nuts. Yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, like I said earlier, it's Kyle Kyle Larson's world, and we're all just living in it. We're just living in it, and uh, yeah, we're 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 kind of just enjoying the ride along with him. So uh, yeah. So in other news of in the NASCAR world, there was also the recent announcement of a new NASCAR game Ooh. coming out, uh, being released here in the fall, I believe. So. Uh, some a little, uh, a little close to my heart, maybe Burns too, as we're both uh, known gamers in the in the you know in the uh, online sphere of 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 gaming. So, uh, yeah, this is kind of exciting news. There's a, there you know there really hasn't been much of a, in a way of racing games other than iRacing, racing, but uh, you know this uh, this new platform coming out on consoles and PC. Uh, does seem interesting. Uh, this new game is only, it does only feature, at least currently only feature the cup series. So, uh, and I think the developers mentioned that, that this allowed them to concentrate more on the product of the game, make sure that that was the best they could put out. And, uh, you know, it's, it's always hard to tell from trailer game trailers, uh, as they release, but, uh, it does certainly look interesting out there. And, uh, at least from my perspective, I am seriously considering picking this up. So uh, perhaps we might have a new feature going on in the future with uh, not only the podcast, the talking NASCAR at the uh, Burning Big Tay, but uh, perhaps a racing with Burning Big Tay segment. What do you think, Burn? I think that would be great. It would be. Uh, I. I mean, I'm excited for it. At least for I. I liked the some of the earlier NASCAR games. Eventually, they got I fell out of favor with them. They just kind of got a little too ridiculous. <laughs> but I definitely I definitely will check this this game out, and uh, hopefully, it's cross platform, which means that you doesn't matter if you have a, a PlayStation, an Xbox, or or even a, a a computer that you can play all play together. And uh, if that's the case, most definitely we'll have some racing with Bernard Big Tay that we'll uh, throw on the schedule there to let all the pit crew get on, get on some action and spin us out for some of our takes that we have on their favorite drivers. <laughs> that would be awesome. I would, I would, that'd be so cool just to be racing with uh, members of the pit crew out there and uh if that comes to fruition you know we can uh, team up and spin out burn and uh you know have some fun that way <laughs> i'm looking for be careful to i'll turn around and drive backwards and just crash you guys <laughs> <laughs> any other news there big tay as of the moment uh don't think so uh well yeah that should that should be a wrap for nascar news for this edition of the podcast uh, all right well let's get into the cup point standings, uh, let's see here. We are two races from the start of the playoffs right now. Where do things stand there, Big Tay? Who's the top five and who are the bottom five? And is anybody clawing to get in? All right, well, uh, here's your rundown to the points right now. So up at the top, uh, if the playoffs were to start right now, your top four would be Kyle Larson, Martin Truex Jr., Kyle Busch, and Chase Elliott. Uh, big news from uh, this week, past weekend at Indy was with Denny Hamlin clinching a spot in the playoffs. Uh, even with the given the fact that he has not yet won a race, he 
locked up his spot on virtue of his uh, point standing, so he's locked up. And that leaves two final positions here left for the playoff spot. And uh, battling for the final two spots uh, right now, you have Tyler Reddick and Kevin Harvick sitting in the bottom two. But you also have Austin Dillon here within uh, within reach at uh, 28 points behind the cut line. Uh, after him, it's a bit of a gap. Uh, you've got Matt DiBenedetto sitting at uh, 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 was this 18th 18th position right now. If the playoffs were to spot start right now, and he's about uh, uh, 145 points out from the cutoff spot, but. Uh, yeah, big uh, big uh, storylines to keep uh, an eye on here as we finish out the regular season are the last two spots being battled out between Kevin Harvick, Tyler Reddick, and Austin Dillon. It's, uh, it was very telling to see, especially uh, how Tyler Reddick went ahead and he raced for the points this last weekend in Indianapolis. Uh, when he won stage one and those two, were, yeah, those are definitely huge points. Yeah, he definitely was was going at just for the points to win max stage points. You know, it it definitely he stayed out on old tires instead of going into the pits, and yeah, knowing yeah. that he wasn't going to be able to stay. And his teammate, what his teammate wasn't uh, too far behind him either. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know they you know they were both uh, they're both battling it out here. So. Yeah, it's gonna be it's it's just tightening up here in these last two 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 races before the end of the regular season. Yeah, there's definitely some excitement brewing for the final two races and Big Tay. Why don't we get into our race previews? Hit us with that race preview. All right, Big Tay. Final two weeks of the NASCAR Cup regular season. And the series is going to be visiting MIS, Michigan International Speedway, and of course the iconic Daytona Motor Speedway. Big Tay, what do you got to tell me about Michigan International Speedway? All right. Well, Michigan, located in the Irish Hills of Michigan, is a two mile oval. Uh, that race is going to be a 200 lapper or 400 mile race. And uh, last year was the, uh, had the, Unique distinction of having a, a, a doubleheader weekend, uh, of course, due to the uh, pandemic-adjusted schedule. But uh, last year's winner, uh, well, the, both races were swept by Kevin Harvick last year. So we'll see if he can uh, bring back some of that magic and lock up a spot for the playoffs. But, uh, well, yeah, we'll see. Uh, Michigan, always a fun track, a two-mile oval. Uh Lots of speed, and uh, you know, might turn into one of those, uh, well, now rare uh, kind of a uh, fuel mileage races, which uh, can be pretty fun and anxiety-inducing there uh, at times towards the end. So, looking forward to Michigan, and uh, as well as Daytona, as we, you know, uh, we think we're all pretty well versed in that, and uh, that being essentially a crapshoot, right. <laughs> And, so, you know, the uh, the, yeah. the last regular season race is going to be at Daytona, which is, we've covered, but it's a two-and-a-half-mile super speedway. This race, unlike its sister race, the 500, is only 400 miles, 160-lap race. And uh, 
who they picked a hell of a race to finish or a hell of a track to finish on. Yeah, whoever uh, put the, you know decided to put this race as the season finale of the regular season, bravo, because <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna make for a heck of a heck of a storyline and, and drama to to wrap up the season. So I can't wait for it. All right, Big Tate, do you have any uh, anything you want to cover on either of these two raceways before we get into our picks? No, I think uh, I think we'll get into uh, what I kind of wanted to talk about uh, in our picks, and uh, uh, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll save it for that part. All right, Big Tate, then let's get into our fantasy roundup. It's fantasy update time. All right, Big Tay, after the back-to-back road courses, where does our fantasy points contest stand? All right, well, it's been an interesting uh, couple weeks here. Uh, let's kind of give, give a quick recap here of, uh, from Watkins Glen. So uh, after Watkins Glen, uh, I think we had the rare occasion where we all, uh, everyone who entered, scored more than, more than three points. <laughs> So uh, scores for the weekend uh, from Watkins Glen. Uh, I had five points with uh, picking Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson. Tiny Tay also had five points picking the same drivers. And Byrne uh, wrapped up four points from Watkins Glen picking Chase Elliott and Martin Truex Jr. So after Watkins Glen, that put myself and Byrne into a tie for first place. Uh, at 18 points uh, for the segment, and Tiny Tay obviously in third and 12th. Uh, now getting to the indie results, uh, the only ones to score points were thankfully myself and my brother. Uh, <laughs> I picked uh, Kyle Larson, uh, finished third, and that was scored me a point. Same thing with Tiny Tay, uh, and Burn. I'm still. I'm sure he's still uh, pretty. We're Pretty not going to talk about, about Denny it. Hamlin not scoring him points or getting spun out there by Chase Briscoe, but uh, as he as he had him picked uh, for Indy, but uh, that puts uh, myself now in the lead for the segment with 19 points, Burnson at 18 points, and my brother at 13 points for the segment two here of the regular season. Now, when we look at the overall season standings. We've got Tiny Tay still uh, up in the lead there with 32. Burn uh, now with 25. And then myself right on Bernie's heels with 24 points. Rounding out the rest of the standings, we got KJ at uh, sitting at 11 points, Eugene at 6, and then uh, Jesse and Ben sitting at 2 points overall. So uh, things are not, not only shaping up in the uh, actual NASCAR world, but uh, in our fantasy games here too, setting up uh, setting up quite the uh, tension here between us going into the end of the regular season and uh, as we head into the playoffs here too. That is right, Big Tay. It's, gonna, it's coming down to crunch time in segment two. As we stated before, it's only two weeks left, and then we're going to start fresh again for the playoffs so, Big Tay, the Michigan International Speedway, who is your first pick? All right. Well, my first pick, uh, I'm going with a guy who has uh, has had success there in the past, and I'm, I'm basing my pick on him uh, on that and not only on his successes this year, but 
My first pick, I'm going Kyle Larson. Same. I don't think you can uh, not pick Kyle Larson at this point. So I pick Kyle Larson with my first pick. Who's your second pick? All right, my second pick, I'm going to go with a guy who I was kind of feeling, you know, after, especially after Indy, uh, kind of feeling for him uh, and really hoping that he breaks through, if you will, uh, towards the end of the season. But I'm going with Denny Hamlin as my pick for number two. Bold pick there, Big Tay. Bold pick because I've been burned by by Denny here lately. I mean, granted, I know uh, he got spun out there, and it wasn't entirely his fault at all. But uh, the whole reason you're in the lead right now is because of my unwavering uh, support of Denny <laughs> Hamlin, and that's uh, where it's going to end uh, after this last race. I just... I I can't oh. I can't do it I can't let you win of course now that <laughs> means that Denny Hamlin's gonna win because I don't pick him but I am not picking Denny Hamlin my second pick is Rowdy himself Kyle Busch who is your third pick there Big Tay <laughs> all right so third pick uh, I was kind of going back and forth on a couple guys uh, but uh, I'm going on a guy who. Uh, has had success again at this track in the past, uh, but uh, not necessarily a guy I'd normally root for. But uh, here I go picking him again, uh, going with the 22 of Joey Logano. Wow. Good pick. Good pick there, Big Tay. Um, my third pick. We'll see. We'll see. My third pick for uh, Michigan is going to be Mr. Alex Bowman, who I is kind of. Uh, been faded from his little run that he had in the middle of the season. I think he's looking to get some momentum back, get that 48 car in the victory lane. So Alex Bowman's my third pick. Now moving ahead to Daytona. Again, my first pick is one that I think you're also going to pick, and that's Kyle Larson because you cannot pick Kyle Larson right now. Uh, interesting, interesting, but uh, it's interesting that you also say that you're hopping off the Denny Hamlin train, uh, but fitting as you're getting off, I am I am getting on the Denny Hamlin train, so my first pick will be Denny Hamlin. Wow. All right. Well, <laughs> my second pick, and good luck to you with that. I hope uh, Denny Hamlin will show you all the success that he showed me in my picks. And I think he will. <laughs> my second pick is your favorite driver ever one that you have shown so much support with picking him multiple times and that's joey logano is my second pick for daytona who you got there big day that's that's a good pick but i'm gonna go with his teammate for my second pick always got to pick him at the uh, super speedway daytona talladega i'm going with ryan blaney number 12 as my second uh-oh pick. It is, you're getting the fan club together for one last ride. I'm getting, yep, that's right. Before the playoffs, (laughs) all right. You know it, you know it. Well, my third pick for the Daytona Motor Speedway. Ooh, I'm back and forth on some guys. Um, You want to know what? Kevin Harvick. Yep, Kevin Harvick. Kevin Harvick's going to win. Kevin Harvick, okay. Hoping he gets, he gets, uh, gets in on, uh, at Daytona. Uh. Okay, yeah. I I'm not gonna lie. I went. I, I was back and forth between him and Maddie D. So. Ah, okay, okay. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is Daytona. It's you might as well throw you know names up on the wall and throw a dart, and that's pretty much what I'm gonna do with my third pick. So I'm kind of going out there. I'm going with Bubba Wallace as my third pick. Ooh, okay. Be it very interesting. Shot in the okay. dark, man. Daytona, Daytona. What what, what can you say? Yeah. No, that's uh. <laughs> so, Definitely. I mean, hopefully you've picked him in the past as well. So hopefully everything, uh, you know, you're getting you're getting a lot of uh, drivers who you've picked in the past here, Big Tay. So we'll see how it works out for you. Come on, Denny Hamlet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this week's betting with Burn segment for this episode won't be heard because I am in a different state in this particular state does not allow sports betting, so I can't really get an accurate... Yeah, I know. (laughs) I can't get the correct odds, so make sure to check our social medias for the Betting with Burns segment for these uh, Michigan and Daytona races. Big Tay, is there anybody who you have your early eye on for for betting? Uh... I gotta go with my guy Ryan Blaney. He's he's uh, it's hard for me not to uh, to put some stakes on him when it comes to uh, Daytona Talladega. So that's that's my guy at these tracks now. <laughs> well, all right, and like I said, I will post my picks at some point this week, along with uh, getting the the pit crews pick for the betting with Burn segment. With that. Uh, We'd like to thank everybody for listening uh, to this episode of Talking NASCAR with Burn and Big Tay. Make sure to tune in in a couple of weeks as we'll do our regular season review and our playoff preview. That's going to be a can't-miss episode. We'll have our playoff predictions, who we think is going to round out the top five and who will be the crowned champion at the end of the race year big tay anything else you want to say to the people yeah just want to give a big shout out and thanks to everyone out there who's uh checked out our facebook page checked out our our podcast and tuned into our our uh our, our shows every time we put it out we really appreciate you checking us out uh uh, don't forget to check out our social media pages on twitter facebook uh Reach out to us on on those uh, those socials. Uh, we always uh, like to hear from uh, our pit crew and fans out there. And um, yeah, no, that's uh, just uh, thanks again for checking us out and being part of uh, part of this madness. <laughs> and buckle up because it's gonna get crazy these next couple of weeks. Enjoy the races, everyone. That's right. Peace.